Chapter ten of Book two of Prior Analytics by Aristotle. Translated by Octavius Owen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter ten of the same in the third figure. In the third figure, when the conclusion is converted contrarily, neither premise is subverted according to any of the syllogisms but when contradictorily both are in all the modes for let a be shown to be with a certain b and let c be taken as the middle and the premises be universal if then a is assumed not present with a certain b but b with every c there is no syllogism of a and c nor if a is not present with a certain b but with every c will there be a syllogism of b and c there will also be a similar demonstration if the premises are not universal for either both must be particular by conversion or the universal be joined to the minor but thus there was not a syllogism neither in the first nor in the middle figure if however they are converted contradictorily both propositions are subverted for if a is with no b but b with every c a will be with no c again if a is with no b but with every c b will be with no c in like manner if one proposition is not universal since if a is with no b but b with a certain c a will not be with a certain c but if a is with no b but with every c b will be present with no c so also if the syllogism be negative for let a be shown not present with a certain b and let the affirmative proposition be b c but the negative a c for thus there was a syllogism when then the proposition is taken contrary to the conclusion there will not be a syllogism for if a were with a certain b but b with every c there was not a syllogism of a and c nor if a were with a certain b but with no c was there a syllogism of b and c so that the propositions are not subverted when however the contradictory of the conclusion is assumed they are subverted for if a is with every b and b with c a will be with every c but it was with none again if a is with every b but with no c b will be with no c 
but it was with every C. There is a similar demonstration also if the propositions are not universal. For A, C, becomes universal negative, but the other particular affirmative. If then A is with every B, but B with a certain C, A happens to a certain C, but it was with none. Again, if A is with every B, but with no C, B is with no C, but if A is with a certain B, and B with a certain C, there is no syllogism. Nor if A is with a certain B, but with no C, will there thus be a syllogism. Hence, in that way, but not in this, the propositions are subverted. From what has been said, then, it seems clear how, when the conclusion is converted, a syllogism arises in each figure, both when contrarily and when contradictorily to the proposition, and that in the first figure syllogisms are produced through the middle and the last, and the minor premise is always subverted through the middle figure, but the major by the last figure. In the second figure, however, through the first and the last, and the minor premise is always subverted through the first figure, but the major through the last. But in the third figure, through the first and through the middle, and the major premise is always subverted through the first, but the minor premise through the middle figure. What therefore conversion is, and how it is effected in each figure, also what syllogism is produced, has been shown. Chapter 11 of Deduction to the Impossible in the First Figure A syllogism through the impossible is shown when the contradiction of the conclusion is laid down and another proposition is assumed, and it is produced in all the figures, for it is like conversion, except that it differs in so much as that it is converted indeed when a syllogism has been made and both propositions have been assumed but it is deduced to the impossible when the opposite is not previously acknowledged but is manifestly true now the term subsists similarly in both the assumption also of both is the same as for instance if a is present with every b but the middle is c if a is supposed present with every or with no b but with every c which was true it is necessary that c should be with no or not with every b but this is impossible so that the supposition is false wherefore the opposite is true it is a similar case with other figures for whatever are capable of conversion are also capable of the syllogism per impossible all other problems then are demonstrated through the impossible in all the figures but the universal affirmative is demonstrated in the middle and in the third 
but is not in the first for let a be supposed not present with every b or present with no b and let the other proposition be assumed from either part whether c is present with every a or b with every d for thus there will be the first figure if then a is supposed not present with every b there is no syllogism from whichever part the proposition is assumed but if it is supposed that a is present with no b when the proposition b d is assumed there will indeed be a syllogism of the false but the thing proposed is not demonstrated for if a is with no b but b with every d a will be with no d but let this be impossible therefore it is false that a is with no b if however it is false that it is present with no b it does not follow that it is true that it is present with every b but if c a is assumed there is no syllogism neither when a is supposed not present with every b so that it is manifest that the being present with every is not demonstrated in the first figure per impossible but to be present with a certain one and with none and not with every is demonstrated for let a be supposed present with no b but let b be assumed to be present with every or with a certain c therefore is it necessary that a should be with no or not with every c but this is impossible for let this be true and manifest that a is with every c so that if this is false it is necessary that a should be with a certain b but if one proposition should be assumed to a there will not be a syllogism neither when the contrary to the conclusion is supposed as not to be with a certain one wherefore it appears that the contradictory must be supposed again let a be supposed present with a certain b and c assumed present with every a then it is necessary that c should be with a certain b but let this be impossible hence the hypothesis is false and if this be the case that a is present with no b is true in like manner if c a is assumed negative if however the proposition be assumed to b there will not be a syllogism but if the contrary be supposed there will be a syllogism and the impossible demonstration but what was proposed will not be proved for let a be supposed present with every b and let c be assumed present with every a then it is necessary that c should be with every b but this is impossible so that it is false that a is with every b but it is not yet necessary that if it is not present with every 
it is present with no b the same will happen also if the other proposition is assumed to be for there will be a syllogism and the impossible will be proved but the hypothesis is not subverted so that the contradictory must be supposed in order however to prove that a is not present with every b it must be supposed present with every b for if a is present with every b and c with every a c will be with every b so that if this impossible the hypothesis is false in the same manner if the other proposition is assumed to b also if c a is negative in the same way for thus there is a syllogism but if the negative be applied to b there is no demonstration if however it should be supposed not present with every but with some one there is no demonstration that it is not present with every but that it is present with none for if a is with a certain b but c with every a c will be with a certain b if then this is impossible it is false that a is present with a certain b so that it is true that it is present with none this however being demonstrated what is true is subverted besides for a was present with a certain b and with a certain one was not present moreover the impossible does not result from the hypothesis for it would be false since we cannot conclude the false from the true but now it is true for a is with a certain b so that it must not be supposed present with a certain but with every b the like also will occur if we should show that a is not present with a certain b since if it is the same thing not to be with a certain individual and to be not with every there is the same demonstration of both it appears then that not the contrary but the contradictory must be supposed in all syllogisms for thus there will be a necessary consequence and a probable axiom for if of everything affirmation or negation is true when it is shown that negation is not affirmation must necessarily be true again except it is admitted that affirmation is true it is fitting to admit negation but it is in neither way fitting to admit the contrary for neither if the being present with no one is false is the being present with every one necessarily true nor is it probable that if the one is false the other is true it is palpable therefore that in the first figure all other problems are demonstrated through the impossible but that the universal affirmative is not demonstrated chapter twelve of the same in the second figure in the middle however and last figure this also is demonstrated for let a be supposed not present with every b but let a be supposed present with every c therefore if it is not present with every b but is with every c 
c is not with every b but this is impossible for let it be manifest that c is with every b wherefore what was supposed is false and the being present with every individual is true if however the contrary be supposed there will be a syllogism and the impossible yet the proposition is not demonstrated for if a is present with no b but with every c c will be with no b but this is impossible hence that a is with no b is false still it does not follow that if this is false the being present with every b is true but when a is with a certain b let a be supposed present with no b but with every c therefore it is necessary that c should be with no b so that if this is impossible a must necessarily be present with a certain b still if it is supposed not present with a certain one there will be the same as in the first figure again let a be supposed present with a certain b but let it be with no c it is necessary then that c should not be with a certain b but it was with every so that the supposition is false a then will be with no b when however a is not with every b let it be supposed present with every b but with no c therefore it is necessary that c should be with no b and this is impossible wherefore it is true that a is not with every b evidently then all syllogisms are produced through the middle figure chapter thirteen of the same in the third figure through the last figure also it will be concluded in a similar way for let a be supposed not present with a certain b but c present with every b a then is not with a certain c and if this is impossible it is false that a is not with a certain b wherefore that it is present with every b is true if again it should be supposed present with none there will be a syllogism and the impossible but the proposition is not proved for if the contrary is supposed there will be the same as in the former syllogisms but in order to conclude that it is present with a certain one this hypothesis must be assumed for if a is with no b but c with a certain b a will not be with every c if then this is false it is true that a is with a certain b but when a is with no b let it be supposed present with a certain one and let c be assumed present with every b wherefore it is necessary that a should be with a certain c 
but it was with no C, so that it is false that A is with a certain B. If, however, A is supposed present with every B, the proposition is not demonstrated, but in order to its not being present with every, this hypothesis must be taken. For if A is with every B, and C with a certain B, A is with a certain C, but this was not so, hence it is false that it is with every one, and if thus, it is true that it is not with every B, and if it is supposed present with a certain B, there will be the same things as in the syllogisms above mentioned. It appears then, that in all syllogisms through the impossible, the contradictory must be supposed, and it is apparent that in the middle figure, the affirmative is in a certain way demonstrated, and the universal in the last figure. Chapter 14. Of the difference between the ostensive and the deduction to the impossible. A demonstration to the impossible differs from an ostensive in that it admits what it wishes to subvert, leading to an acknowledged falsehood. But the ostensive commences from confessed theses. Both, therefore, assume two allowed propositions, but the one assumes those from which the syllogism is formed, and the other, one of these, and the contradictory of the conclusion. In the one case, also, the conclusion need not be known, nor previously assumed that it is, or that it is not. But in the other, it is necessary, previously to assume that it is not. It is of no consequence, however, whether the conclusion is affirmative or negative, but it will happen the same about both. Now, whatever is concluded ostensively can also be proved per impossible, and what is concluded per impossible may be shown ostensively through the same terms, but not in the same figures. For when the syllogism is in the first figure, the truth will be in the middle, or in the last, the negative indeed in the middle, but the affirmative in the last. When, however, the syllogism is in the middle figure, the truth will be in the first in all the problems. But when the syllogism is in the last, the truth will be in the first, and in the middle, affirmatives in the first, but negatives in the middle. For let it be demonstrated through the first figure, that A is present with no, or not with every B. The hypothesis, then, was that A is with a certain B, but C was assumed present with every A, but with no B. For thus there was a syllogism, and also the impossible. But this is the middle figure. If C is with every A, but with no B, and it is evident from these that A is with no B. Likewise, if it has been demonstrated to be not with every, for the hypothesis is that it is with every, but C was assumed present with every A, but not with every B. Also, in a similar manner, 
if c a were assumed negative for thus also there is the middle figure again let a be shown present with a certain b the hypothesis then is that it is present with none but b was assumed to be with every c and a to be with every or with a certain c for thus the conclusion will be impossible but this is the last figure if a and b are with every c from these then it appears that a must necessarily be with a certain b and similarly if b or a is assumed present with a certain c again let it be shown in the middle figure that a is with every b then the hypothesis was that a is not with every b but a was assumed present with every c and c with every b for thus there will be the impossible and this is the first figure if a is with every c and c with every b likewise if it is demonstrated to be present with a certain one for the hypothesis was that a was with no b but a was assumed present with every c and c with a certain b but if the syllogism should be negative the hypothesis was that a is with a certain b for a was assumed to be with no c and c with every b so that there is the first figure also if in like manner the syllogism is not universal but a is demonstrated not to be with a certain b for the hypothesis was that a is with every b but a was assumed present with no c and c with a certain b for thus there is the first figure again in the third figure let a be shown to be with every b therefore the hypothesis was that a is not with every b but c has been assumed to be with every b and a with every c for thus there will be the impossible but this is the first figure likewise also if the demonstration is in a certain thing for the hypothesis would be that a is with no b but c has been assumed present with a certain b and a with every c but if the syllogism is negative the hypothesis is that a is with a certain b but c has been assumed present with no a but with every b and this is the middle figure in like manner also if the demonstration is not universal since the hypothesis will be that a is with every b and c has been assumed present with no a but with a certain b and this is the middle figure it is evident then 
that we may demonstrate each of the problems through the same terms both ostensively and through the impossible and in like manner it will be possible when the syllogisms are ostensive to deduce to the impossible in the assumed terms when the proposition is taken contradictory to the conclusion for the same syllogisms arise as those through conversion so that we have forthwith figures through which each problem will be concluded it is clear then that every problem is demonstrated by both modes viz by the impossible and ostensively and we cannot possibly separate the one from the other end of chapter fourteen of book two recording in memory of mitchell edwards